audience and also those that are watching us live. Those who are watching us live on Facebook, we appreciate um, your time and taking the time out of your day to watch Executive Talk today. We're actually starting a new series today. Um, it's going to be a two-part series, and it's going to be the conversation is going to be relative to what we all have within us. And there's something about us that we all have, which is value, but also we have an urge for fame. And what I mean by that is for what we're value for and what our value is, we have, we have, it's, it's inherent in us for it to actually go out and touch the world. Okay. And that is part of our drive. You can, you can imagine some of the conversations with your parents as you're, as you're a kid, you can be whatever you want to be. Has anybody ever heard that before? Okay. So that can be a doctor. That means you can be the president. That means you can be a, the best dancer, whatever that looks like. That's part of that fame conversation. And so it starts off as a, as a young kid. And as you get older, sometimes some of those opportunities, you feel like they miss you. And so this is in business ownership. This is one of those opportunities that we go to actually still see if we can retrieve that. So today's series and what we're going to talk about in this series is the spiritual journey of fame. Why is it spiritual? It has nothing to do with being on the Christian television network. It has everything to do with everybody has a spiritual journey. No matter what, there's something spiritual happening in your life. So we need to understand what's the spiritual aspect behind fame. So what we're going to utilize in both parts of the series is Genesis 12:2. Go ahead and follow along with me. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. Now, this is part of a promise. This is part of God's promise in this particular. This is part of fame within this promise. Because you, again, I, can make, I'll, I will make your name great. Okay? I will bless you. I will make you a great nation. Now, who's the person that's actually blessing, blessing in this? Who's the I in here? God. That's right. See, the problem is when we don't have a, a true intimate relationship with God, we actually make it look like this. You know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I guess I'll make my I, I guess I'll make myself a great nation. I will bless myself. I will make my name great. And so I shall be a blessing. That's what happens when our we when we don't have this intimate relationship with with God is that we, we take this and internalize it and say, somehow or another, I have to do it. So this is what happens. We end up taking the reins and we start uh, rolling off with this, with this uh, promise. That's the thing about this particular scripture. Is part of a, it comes with a promise. It comes with God's promise within here and it's embedded within this fame is that because of obedience, I will make your name great, a nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. Obedience, and there's a promise that's with it in order to make this scripture biblical and from God. But when we operate on our own with this particular scripture, that's when we run, because this is so potent, it's so big, the magnitude of this scripture is huge. And if we don't recognize that, that's how this scripture in itself going after it within ourselves can be, can be a lot of harm to us. And let, me, and let me illustrate that to you. Society's influence. Would you agree that society has shown glory in reaching fame? Would you guys agree with that? You guys can go down to the grocery store and go to, go to the checkout. You have your National Enquirer. They're doing a big article on somebody. All right. You have Ebony. You have all these magazines on the way to get your check. But guess what? 
you have somebody's name, you have somebody's face right there on that, right before you go check out, you have somebody's, somebody, a person on there. They're famous. You know them. You heard about them. Okay, there's a lot of glory in that. Society has also shown that you can skip over the Lord's commands and still obtain it. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. Think about that at home while you're watching. The treatment of famous people. Everybody knows your name. This is huge. For example, let me give you guys a, a good example. What if I told you last week I had an appointment with the, um, with the assistant at American Furniture Warehouse? With the assistant, with the assistant secretary, would, would you say that's would you say that's pretty cool, or how would you feel about that? Yeah, you think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. but it really wouldn't dive you like, oh, okay. So why are you telling me what what's going on? I'm not diminishing the role, but let me give you this. You know what? Just last week I had two meetings with Jake Jabs, and we're looking to partner on a couple of deals. He was sitting there with me with his white tiger, and everything was just fine. <laughs> now, would you guys be a little bit more impressed? Yeah. Why is that? It's because of the name. Okay, it's because of Jake, Jake Jab's name and the amount of fame that he comes with, with American Furniture Warehouse. Everybody knows who that is. That name recognition is huge. And part of us, part of our hearts seek after that name and that name recognition. Special treatment. Now, have you guys seen it before? when a famous person has an issue or something like that, hey, just go on through the back. It's okay. We're, we're good. Okay? Famous people sometimes get a little a special treatment. The impact. The fact that you can actually sit somewhere and type, you can actually be quoted on what, you're, what you have and go on Facebook, and people will put your quote on, onto their Facebook page. Now, your quote is the impact because it came from you and you have fame, you have success. So that means whatever you say, it must work. That's part of fame. That's part of the treatment of the famous. It, you have those things. And so you, as a person that's seeking it, you're looking at that like, huh, well, maybe that's where I want my stuff to be. I want people to quote me. And you can go on Facebook and any social media platform and see how many people quote different things and try to come up with their own quotes. The reach, the fact, that, the fact that your name, you can go to a whole nother country and people have been waiting to see you. Okay, you guys seen it on the news. That's what fame does. There's a lot of allure to fame. Business ownership is a quick way to obtain fame. When you feel like you've missed the boat, when you feel like maybe you're supposed to be an athlete, but maybe that didn't work out. One of the things that you can do with business ownership is this another opportunity for, you, for that last hurrah for you to uh, receive fame. You see a lot of people create books. You see a lot of people doing a lot of, lot of things when it comes to business ownership because this is another way that I can be famous. How many people know of a business owner? How many people know of IBM? Okay. How many people know that your company can be potentially publicly, publicly traded? So that means you can get a large sum, sum of money, okay? Your, your, your business can be part of the NASDAQ. It can be part of the Dow. There's a lot of things that can happen when it comes to business ownership, and you can still obtain fame. fame. Now, 
One thing that we have to pay attention to when it comes to vein is that if you want to find terminal in your business model, this is one of those areas. Now, you can think about it from a business planning perspective. Not often does anybody have in their, in their business plan, if that's what you wrote, <coughs> I want to be famous. You don't write that. Typically, your statements that are going to be in your business plan are going to be, I want to be the number one company. I want to be known as the company, the go-to company for this particular arena. These are fame statements. Whether we, whether we know it or not, this is part of our drive to fame. Now, turmoil is a vision, or actually, I'm sorry, fame is actually the visionary part of your business because you're thinking, I want, to be, I want to be number one company. So you're thinking, okay, what do I need to do to be way over there? So you're right here, but when you think of fame, how can I be up top? So it's the vision part of your, of your business plan. The turmoil is you start to do everything in your, in your power to make sure that you become number one in the company. Uh, fame actually creates speed. When you're thinking about rushing and the things that you start to compromise within your business, it's because you're going too fast. That's where the turmoil comes in. You're trying to reach that fame. There's a part of you that's trying to reach that pain, that fame and reach the top. I want to be known as. Have you, ever, have you ever heard the statement, I'll do whatever it takes to get there? Okay. That's part of that driving force that fame actually brings along with it. So when you find turmoil, that's part of those things that keep things going. John 10.10, 10, the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. Has anybody ever heard that scripture before? Yes. Guys, say it with me. The thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. When you have this particular heart set, because this is a heart set, I want to be number one, I want to be the number one company. I want to be known as. The Lord looks at, looks at the same statement and says, child, not yet. Don't do it. Not yet. Mm -mm, that's not, please don't do that. The enemy's like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and figure out for, for a way for you to become number one and just get there. That's perfect. Because again, if you can find turmoil, thorns and thistles within your business model, he gets really excited. The enemy is concerned about the manifestation. The manifestation is where you start. So this is, again, the start of your business plan. So it's the seeds that you start to plant. This is the seed that you've already planted in your business, whether you know, you know it or not. So your heart's already set on being number one. So the enemy wants to get you here before you realize that you got off track. One thing that he, he's a visionary also. He's worried about those people over there that you can influence. Have you guys ever heard of the show American Idol? What's wrong with that, that statement? Idol. He loves that particular point when it comes to, to people, is that people love the fame, but idolatry comes with that fame. As long as people can point to me and say, hey, I'm going to do what Maurice does. I'm going to do that. And if I'm not following Christ, well, guess what? I become an idol. That's, what the, that's the manifestation that the enemy's looking at when he, when he hears statements like this. He knows that this is a 
particular arena where if this company goes where I think it, it could go, I can affect all those, all those people and I can turn all those people against this person. The enemy does not just look at this little moment. He's a visionary in order to deceive you. Now, the, the biggest deception when it comes to the enemy is this. When you start to build something and it still it starts to manifest, that's the, one of the biggest deceptions. Because do you ever feel like you did the wrong thing if something is growing? Have you ever had a situation in your life where you started to manifest something? It's starting to work, it's starting to work, and all of a sudden, at the, you, at the end, you're disappointed. At the end, you realize, I should have never been there. Okay? The enemy, because you wasted time. You've already hurt some people. You know this. You've already been hurt yourself. You already put your heart out there. So the enemy lusts for things to actually manifest. So that, what that tells you in that, state, in that analogy is that your capability of manifesting stuff is, is all across the board. The enemy wants your love here. The enemy does not want your heart to be pointed up. Okay, it doesn't want it to be pointed north. It wants it to point east and west. Stay here on the earth. Okay, because on the earth, as you know, that's kind of the enemy's playground. Okay, all kinds of deception is, is, is in earth. Take a look at this scripture here. First uh, John 2, 15 through 16. Do not love the world. Did it say not think about the world? It said, do not love the world, right? So if you love something, you're going to love it with your heart. So do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the enemy of, oh, I'm sorry, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, pay attention to that. The love of the Father is not in him. See, whether people know that or not is relative to the enemy's relationship. As long as the enemy can get you to this, this point right here, that means you're disconnected from the Father. For all that's in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions is not from the Father. See, half of us don't realize that's not from the Father. We think it is, but it's not. This pride and possessions... Okay, as long as you can get two or three houses, as long as you can get two, uh, two or three Bentleys, one for every other day of the week. Okay, everybody is excited. As long as your eyes stay in sight and you operate life through appearances. Okay, that's part of the consumption that fame can actually get you to. This is what the enemy wants your heart to do. Do not love the world or these things in this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's important for the enemy to start creating this manifestation and creating this separation in your life from, from God. Proverbs 25, 27. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. Fame is an attack on the flesh. Selfish ambition. Okay, when you look up your Bible and you look up the scriptures, you should consider that, that it says, what are the, act, the, acts, the acts of the flesh are obvious. The key, word there, the key word there is acts. 
So selfish ambition, faint. It's a driving force, uh, selfish ambition. Lust, what we just talked about in this uh, scripture right here. When the desires of the eyes and the pride in possessions. Okay, if you have a lust for possessions, you can see it on the commercials. You just get a new car and then all of a sudden there's a better, new, there's a better car. <laughs> you just get a new phone and all of a sudden your phone's obsolete. Okay, it keeps you on this earth. It keeps your heart and loyalty here. Idolatry. Idolatry is when you, that's like the key, once you become your own God. Okay, attached with all this stuff, it's hard to break that cycle. Again, that's part of that manifestation that we just got through discussing. Now, you guys heard of the armor of God, right? Okay, the buckle of truth, the, breast, the breastplate of righteousness, the salvation. Um, absolutely. So think about the enemy's armor of deception. Think about it from this perspective. The enemy, and the reason why I'm saying this is, remember in Genesis, he did, every, he said, you remember, God didn't say, so he always uses God's words, but always tries to flip them. So this, is this in the scripture? No. What I'm saying is, think about it outside of that. The helmet of disobedience. So all you think about is disobedience. You're here. The Lord said, no, you say, yes, I'm going. The breastplate of arrogance. So that means you have an arrogant heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that strong. I'm, I'm, keeping, I'm going. The belt of idolatry. In order to hold this armor up, it's, it's got to be that belt. And in, in, the, in the scriptures, it's the belt of truth, right? So if your belt is everything is held up by idolatry, then you're walking in that place. The shield of selfish ambition. See, people can, have you ever told somebody, uh, that probably wouldn't be a good, that probably wouldn't be a good option. But then they say, oh, you're just being a hater. You're not, you're not for me. I'm just going to, okay, that's a shield. All right. Selfish ambition. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. And you know good and well for that person. So what the enemy will do is put an armor around you. So it's like, it's hard to get to that person's mind. It's hard to get to that person's heart. It's hard to say, no, please don't do that. Don't go that direction. What are you willing to compromise in this? See, when, you, when, you're looking, when you're looking for fame, you can compromise the value system of your business. Have you ever, had, have you ever uh, been in a conversation with a client? And the client, you know nothing is good, but they say, you know what, just, just make this adjustment for me and I'll buy from you. And something in your heart saying, oh, I really shouldn't do that. But you know what? I want the sale. I'm trying to get to fame. I can't get to fame if I don't have the sale and have money. Okay, I'll go ahead and take it. And then you take that client, and then you're like, what did this person come from? I can't believe people like that exist. If you ever had that experience, you know that you compromise the value system of your business. When you start to bring in the wrong clients, that becomes thorns and thistles in your business. Okay, all for the sake of fame. All for the sake of trying to reach a promise without God. Dysfunctions in your business. A bad client base. Bad time management. Remember, fame actually creates speed. So when you think about it, all you do is, all you do is chase the money. Okay, this is another opportunity. I'll go here. It doesn't matter who's left behind. 
I'll just go get what I need to get so I can get the money. Okay, that's where a lot of bad time management comes from. We don't really talk about it from that perspective, but this is one of those areas. Consistency, okay? Everybody is consistent. Either you can be consistently off or you can be consistently on. But you can't be having a good pace of consistency if all you're looking for is fame. Stop doing the basics. Have you ever got to that point where, oh, yeah, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. I don't need to do the basics. I'll hand it off to somebody else. I, I, I don't need to do that anymore. Well, then you're already starting to transition into fame because no longer do you need to do that. And what happens is you start to hire people for particular positions to say you don't need to do that anymore. But then what do you start to do? You start to live the lifestyle. You start taking a couple months off. You start taking two weeks off here and there because now you stop doing the basics. You've already reached the limit. You can actually just live the dream. You're famous now. Galatians 6, 8. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. So when you're going for fame without God and you're trying to reach a promise without God, whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. This is where we land. And this is where a lot of pain comes from because you guys have heard of some stories out there where you've seen a lot of famous people get caught up in drugs. You've seen a lot of famous people rip a whole bunch of people off. Okay, There's a lot of things happening up here that all of a sudden you're like, where did that come from? Well, again, when you reach that fame without God, there's no boundary here. The flesh has no boundary. It doesn't know when to stop. It just figures out a way to maintain fame. And that's what we have to pay attention to when it comes to your lifestyle and to your business. It's a heart condition. Here's something that you should really pay attention to. This illustration right here is, is huge. Half the things that happen to people at this manifestation stage happen to people right here. And what that means is that in the Bible, it says Jesus came to heal us, right? <clears throat> Part of that healing is whatever our story is as a child. Sometimes our story is, is we got some pain going on still. We got some things that have not been dealt with. We have not given it to Jesus. We have not given that, given that over. So what happens is the, the flesh and the heart, if the heart does not feel good, the flesh automatically kicks in and tries to figure out a way to make yourself feel good. All the time. It's a ping pong. The flesh says, okay, you know, the flesh doesn't act like that, but the heart, if the heart is empty, the flesh takes over. If both aren't taken over, then you have a whole other conversation, but that we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is when the heart is empty, the flesh takes over. So what you do, and this is where all your purchases come from. This is where all your fame comes from. This is where all your speed comes from. Is once the flesh recognizes that the heart is empty, once the, once the enemy recognizes this heart is empty, what he does is make you operate so much in the flesh that while you're doing this and you're thinking everything is good, and you guys see, saw the scripture, what he's doing is deteriorating the heart even more. So as long as you're here, he's behind the scenes and also in front of the scenes running a shop. He's destroying this and he's manifesting from here. 
So you start to sow from there and you start to reap from there. So the manifestation is now that you have your business, you're starting here, but everything you're reaping is here. So he's excited about your manifestation because isn't that a pretty far distance from this? By the time you get up to this place, if you get to that place where you're making, you know, you can throw out any figure. But if you're making a lot of money, you have a lot of wealth, can anybody come to you and say that you did anything wrong? Could you even confess to yourself that you're off track? Not at all. You're not going to, no, the people who don't have money, now they're off track. I'm off track because look at my possessions. So, again, the manifestation is what the enemy wants, but he wants this gutted out first. And this is what makes fame dangerous. If we, if we don't, if we reach for that scripture without the Lord, we are going to run into some serious, serious issues. Okay? That's why people can get, have so much money and make so much of the weirdest mistakes. Because up here on the manifestation, on the top of that tree, He's going to bring all kinds of things at you that you never even knew that you, because the more access that you have, the more things you can do to yourself, the more you can destroy this, the more you can operate here. In our next show, we're going to talk a little bit further about what that manifestation, we're going to pick up the stage from right here and show us how to actually come back to this place and actually operate in that scripture. Because that scripture is part of our lives, part of what the Lord wants to do for us and part of that plan that he wants to do for us. However, if we're operating on our own desires, we are, off, or we are going on the wrong track. As business owners, I understand it's, it's a race. Some industries come out with a promise. You can think about it from a real estate industry. The real estate in industry is a billion-dollar industry. See, there's a promise. There's a little nugget at the end of that. So a lot of us join our businesses for the simple fact that there's a promise already here at the end for us. We just got to join that. Well, unfortunately, we have a biblical responsibility, every single person, as to how we approach that. Were we called to go into that industry? Is that what we're supposed to do? Who, how is it supposed to look? And that's part of the discussion that we need to have next week because, again, we are all responsible for our actions. <clears throat> There's that scripture. We have to give account for every person needs to take a knee before Jesus and we have to give account for how we live. So it's better to slow this pace down and make sure fame is not driving you. Make sure because this is where you find a lot of family disengaged. See, the enemy wants you over here searching for fame, and he wants access to, to your kids. He wants the destruction all the way through and through. He does not, he is not, he's not gentle. He goes hardcore and full throttle, and we, can, we cannot let the enemy allow that, that type of access. I really want you guys to follow this conversation a little bit further, and make sure that you guys share it with people that are, that are business owners also. If you have a friend of yours that's out there really searching for fame and really going hardcore and not stopping, not taking even the Sabbath day, really talk to that person and see what you can do to help them. We're gonna be live on Facebook. You can view us on LinkedIn. You can view us on uh, YouTube and also Twitter. 
But actually, in the meantime, we have to get back to work. We'll see you next week. You guys have a good day. Thank you.